Is Sean Tucker a top 15 player returning to college football? And did Syracuse football hear yesterday's episode and call us out by recruiting a four-star D-back? We'll tell you all about it on Locked On Syracuse. It's right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you here on Locked On Syracuse. Thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for our This, That, and the Other Thing episode of the week, which is our always our Tuesday episode. Uh, I tease that we're talking about Sean Tucker. This came out um, a little while ago, August 17th, so five days ago as the time of recording. Six days by the time you hear it. Um, ESPN ranked the top 100 players uh, in college football for 2022. Sean Tucker is ranked as 15th on this list. You might think that's high. You might think that's low. Owen, what do you think? I like him there. I don't know if that's as high as he might finish the season. I think that's, you know, a little bit of a reward for numbers last year, deservingly. Uh, I don't know if he, when all is said and done, is going to be a top 15 player in college football this year. But I do think that this is a a very much deserved preseason list for him. And I, and I think he should be pretty high on this list based on what he did last season. You know, 1,500 yards, 12 touchdowns on the ground. He just did what you wanted him to do game in and game out, probably saved this team from a number of very embarrassing moments and very embarrassing games that, you know, it could have helped, you know, get them out of. So I think 15, I'm fine with it. I don't know if that's the exact spot that I would have him in if I sat down and ranked the players in college football. But I do think that that's a nod to what he did last year. And I think it's a very much deserved or preseason list for him to be on based on what he did. And in theory, you know, the improvements and him being able to do what he can do for one more season this time around. Uh, And the other interesting aspect of this list is that it also shows you how ESPN feels about running backs in 2022. And where do they put Sean Tucker in terms of the country's running back? Sean Tucker ranks fourth. Uh, in terms of running backs in 2022, they have Deuce Vaughn of Kansas State at 12. Uh, they have Travion Henderson of Ohio State at seven. And of course, B. John Robinson of Texas at number five. Uh, I can't say I'm surprised about those things. People love to rank guys above Sean. Um, Sean's fantastic, and he's going to keep reminding you that every single Saturday and sometimes a Friday. Um, but you know, he's going to get disrespected a little bit always being on Syracuse because yeah. there isn't really as much success as there are as there is uh, at an Ohio State um, or even Texas. But, you know, I think that Syracuse fans should be happy about him being 15th ranked in the country. Like, yeah. when's the last time Syracuse had a player that could have been ranked 15th in the country? Like Chandler Jones? Like, I, I don't know who could have been 
I don't even I don't even think Django Jones could have been 15th in the country. So um, be happy about that. I think that's a pretty darn good thing for Syracuse to have. Uh, and it's Very exciting much. going into the He's the number two player, uh, number two player from the ACC on this list. Uh, yeah, which is that's a pretty big spot behind uh, behind Brian Brzee from Clemson. Uh, and that's, you know, not to go too big of a tangent, but when you look at this list, uh, it is just the entire Clemson defense throughout this list. It's absurd. Oh, yeah. uh, Brian Brzee, Miles Murphy, uh, Trenton Simpson is on this list. Xavier Thomas is on this list. Will Shipley is a running back, but also from Clemson. Uh, Tyler Davis is on this list. Uh, and then uh, Andrew Makuba as well. They have like seven or eight defensive players in this top 100. This Clemson defense is going to be very legit this year. Uh, and then another point that was brought up, and I, I think it was Noon's Magician that was talking about this a good amount, is I believe there's four quarterbacks in this top 100 that Syracuse will face off against this year. Obviously, you'll put an asterisk. Next to Sam Hartman's name, who is, you know, hurt for the time being, not sure if Syracuse will end up playing him or when he comes back. Uh, but Devin Leary is the name. Malik Cunningham, you open up within week one at 47. Uh, and then Aiden O'Connell, Purdue's quarterback, uh, at 89. So you're going to see a number of these players uh, and a number of these quarterbacks on this list if you're Syracuse. So nice to see Sean on there, but maybe something to note as well, that there is uh, a decent number of opponents that are littered throughout this list as well. Yeah, I mean, with Clemson, the defense is always going to be good, right? Um, we've we've seen them just be fantastic every single year and always send a guy to the NFL. Uh, and that's not going to change this season because that front seven and even the secondary is really strong. Yeah. Um, okay, well, Sean Tucker conversation out the way for now. Uh, the guy's good. We knew that. Let's talk uh, Syracuse football recruiting for a second. That was what yesterday's episode was all about. We wouldn't stop talking about how Dino and the rest have kind of let us down in terms of what they've done on the recruiting trail. But now a four-star cornerback, a top 20 in the country quarterback uh, in the 2024 class, Kenny Wosley II from Philadelphia, just released his top 12, which Syracuse makes. Yeah. How about that? Syracuse is in a top 12 with the reigning national champion in Georgia. That's a pretty good look for them. You know, maybe as we were saying in our intro today, maybe they heard yesterday and uh, they talked about how, you know, we talked about at least how you're not seeing those four stars or those big name commitments or even Syracuse really typically being in conversations for a lot of these guys. This is a nice, uh, you know, little morale boost. Uh, to see this uh, in the class of 24. Yesterday's episode was in the lens of the 2023 class. So it's a year out, which is why we didn't really get into this a ton yesterday. But when you look at this list, you know, you've got A&M, you've got Pittsburgh, you've got Penn State, uh, Maryland's on there, Syracuse, Wisconsin, Georgia, Michigan State, Cincinnati. Like these are, you know, some of these teams, Michigan's on there as well. Uh, Some of these teams you expect Syracuse to be able to compete with recruiting wise, like a Rutgers, Uh, But not all of these by any means. Pittsburgh, I would think you should be able to compete a little bit with recruiting-wise. There are some big names on this list. uh, And for Syracuse to make this list, I think, is is a good sign uh, because this is a defensive back. This is what we were talking about yesterday. And you've got, 
you know, the recent history in a lot of success with defensive backs. You've got two corners that are absolutely outstanding on this year's roster. You had three defensive backs go to the NFL two years ago. The defensive back situation has been outstanding for Syracuse and creating a lot of NFL caliber talent coming out of Orange uh, and out of Central New York. So I think this is a little bit of a nod to that. And maybe if Syracuse is fortunate enough, they could capitalize on this. I don't want to look too far into the graphic, but there are a couple of banners littered on the floor here. And unfortunately, oh, no, there is a Syracuse pennant. So we're, we're good there. I thought they Where? left out the Syracuse pennant, um, which is it's all good. Oh, Syracuse there it is. is on it's this falling list. off. Yes, of it's the right plane. on the bottom. So I maybe that's it. a bad sign, the location of the pennant. <laughs> but uh, to be on this list of this graphic is definitely a good look for the Orange. Yeah, I can't tell. I can't decide if I'd rather be falling off the plane like Syracuse is on this graphic, or if on the floor under the bulldog like oh, yeah. Rutgers is. I can't yeah, I tell. Mean, you got to think George is the front runner if that's how they get. The yeah, he put the bulldog on there. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. Um, all right. Well, uh, let me take a quick break to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They've got you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. But that's not all. Thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. The ultimate college football preview is here. A seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. Search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, okay, we're back here on Lockdown Syracuse. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine, with a little bit of a this, that, and the other thing addition uh, on your Tuesday episode. We're talking about Kenny Woosley, Woosley the second, uh, a top Syracuse makes the top 12 for the four-star DB in the 2024 class. Uh, you said it, though, Owen. You have to capitalize uh, and do something about DBs after three of your guys go to the NFL. Uh, and they kind of did that last season. They got Deuce Chestnut. Um, they had Simmons transfer in who said that he wanted to go to the NFL. That's why he came to Syracuse. So you've seen that a little bit already. But... Uh, maybe they could make it happen with a guy like Kenny. Uh, if I had to put money on Syracuse, I wouldn't because Georgia is also in this conversation, and I don't like to read too much into the graphic, but it doesn't look like he's given Syracuse a lot of thought. Uh, but still, okay, let's move on to um, some Syracuse basketball recruiting. Syracuse makes the first 2025 offer to a 6'4 guard named Jerry Easter. Uh, I feel like I've heard the name Jerry Easter before. He's a four-star, like I said, uh, a pretty highly ranked guy in the 2025 class, and you know how valuable it is uh, when somebody makes the first offer. It doesn't necessarily guarantee that the recruit will consider you, but it does help. Uh, and Jerry Easter being... Uh, sought after by plenty of programs, Memphis, Arizona State, 
has offered Michigan State, Missouri, Ohio State, uh, Vanderbilt, Washington, UCLA wants him, South Carolina. So plenty of schools in on this kid, Syracuse, one of the many, uh, and give them or give him his first offer, uh, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I think uh, the circuit ranked him, what, 30? Oh, boy, I lost him on the list. Uh Okay, it's all right. Uh, 33rd. There we go. 33rd in the uh, the class of 2025. There's not a ton of rankings out in this class yet. These are going to be, you know, your upcoming high school sophomores at this point. So there's not the most information in the world out about these guys recruiting wise. But this is definitely going to be a guy that is going to stay in those lists from what I'm seeing and from things that I've heard. Uh, he's making standout lists when you look at, you know, tournament coverage and things of that nature. Uh, how about this, you know, freshman stat line at Emmanuel Christian School, 25 points, 10.2 rebounds, and four assists per game uh, last season as a freshman. Pretty wow. good numbers. I like to see him crashing the boards as a guard, too. That always stands out to me. So to see double-digit rebounds uh, out of a guard and sort of combo guard almost uh, always jumps off the page for me. Uh, this is very, very early in his recruitment, very, very early. Uh, you know, you can't even directly talk to him at this point. That's how early in the cycle it is, right? This is a scholarship offer put in through a coach that can tell him that, hey, Syracuse has offered you. So this is as early as you're going to get. Uh, but, you know, shouts to Neil Adler talking about this a little bit, giving us some info. Uh, Great guy. Insight into this. Yeah. Uh, check out his stuff. He's got. I always like to say, like he talks about things that not everyone talks about. And I, I think that makes him a very good read. Um, so to sort of get this look in and, you know, it's really early in the conversation. You're probably two years out or a year and a half out from even a decision being possibly made. Um, but it is fun to see, you know, Syracuse getting an early offer in uh, on a guy that is poised to be, you know, a top 50 player, if not better when it comes to the class of 2025. Yeah, and I like to see that Syracuse already going after some uh, high targets in the in the twenty twenty five class. Kind of all you also makes you think about Bayheim's situation going that far. I don't think a lot of people thought he was going to make it after this past season. I think there's plenty of people out there who don't think he's going to make it past this upcoming season. But we talked to JP Estrella, yeah, um, and he told us that Bayheim continues to tell him he's going to keep coaching, and I'm going to take JP's word. Um, that's kind of been the best source we have on it because he talks to Bayheim. Yeah. But Bayheim has made it clear he's going to keep coaching as long as he possibly can. We do know about the ironclad plan that's in place. Um, don't know necessarily what that entails. That is because it's ironclad. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe they'll, I, I think that probably just means that there is a successor, which means it's probably either Red or GMAC. Uh, you pick which one you like. They're probably yeah, I, pretty good. I, I look at, and, you know, we talk about this with football, um, you know, capitalizing on momentum and their struggle and difficulties on the football side of things to really capitalize on momentum as much as we'd want to see. We talked about, you know, the 2018 season. We talked about Sean Tucker and having, you know, this historic running back uh, in a school known for historic running backs. Uh, and then on top of that, as we talk with DBU and trying to recruit, uh, I, I see Syracuse basketball sort of trying to build off the momentum of their best class in a while uh, coming in this year with, with a number of guys that 
you know, are of varying tiers of basketball ability and college basketball abilities from guys that are possible one and dones and are on NBA watch lists already to guys that, you know, you see taking a year to develop and could be that four year player that you learn to love uh, and, and is there until, you know, that you feel like has been there your entire life. But really, it's just a four year career or maybe a five year career with a red shirt. They're trying to build off of this sort of class that's got a little bit of everything in it and look to maintain. I think we see that in the 2023 class when you talk to JP, uh, when you look at, you know, Reed Ducharme as well being in that conversation. And now, you know, 2024, still some questions, but I like to see that they're really trying to get after and build off of this class and say, hey, you know, we've got this class. We've got the makings to be a pretty damn good basketball team this year. And let's build off that right now and try and put together a string of two, three, four recruiting classes. Because when you look at the consistent national title contenders, they have big names coming in every single year. And I think that's the push that Syracuse is starting to be able to get now that they seem to be back a little bit more comfortable with recruiting seeming to be coming at a bit more of an ease. Yeah, totally. Um, and I hope that they can continue to uh, do something with that momentum because it's going to, it's going to pay dividends in the end. And I think it's really, it's awesome to see that Syracuse is back uh, on an upward trajectory. I talked about this in our last episode, but it seemed like the back half of the 2010s and even the early 2020s, Syracuse basketball was just going down, down, down. And now I feel like they kind of hit a corner and they're going back up, 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 up. Uh, So that would be cool to see if they could uh, kind of figure that out and and be back on the up and up because Syracuse basketball deserves uh, and belongs as a top three seed in the tournament and as one of the best uh, teams in the conference. So, and that it goes back to uh, to the scholarship losses, you know, after the investigation totally. and, and not being able to to fully recover from that. It was a couple of years, even after they were back to full strength, that you still are sort of working through these issues. Uh, and, you know, I think they're they're finally long enough removed that you can sort of remove that from the conversation of recruiting issues and why, you know, classes haven't been as strong as you would have hoped. And why the classes weren't as good as they were in, you know, at the turn of the 2010s uh, when you were bringing in really, really good classes and high tiered recruits and were a consistent presence in, the, you know, the one through three slot in NCAA tournament. So I think you could be, you know, as you were saying, back on that up and up, uh, back on that trajectory. And I think we're finally long enough removed from the, you know, the scholarship removal and the sanctions that this could uh, this could start to be that recurring thing that you had learned to expect as a Syracuse fan. Audio listeners, you've gotten that right now, and we continue. Um, our last topic here on this, that, and the other thing episode is that Syracuse did not make the final 11 for 2023 guard El Marco Jackson, another guy that the Orange offered. Uh, another four-star point guard, and they did not make his final 11. Uh, teams that did are some teams that you're probably not going to want to hear the names of, like Louisville, Virginia, Virginia Commonwealth, Notre Dame, Villanova, Miami, Michigan, UCLA, Texas, Maryland, Kansas. Um, yeah, I mean, Syracuse deserves to be there, should be there. Uh 
I don't know what happened. You know, it doesn't always work out with a lot of guys. But uh, when you see teams in the ACC like um, Virginia, Louisville, Notre Dame, I know the independent basketball, you know, um, yeah. and then Miami, it hurts. It definitely does. Uh, and yeah. this guy was kind of flying under the radar. I don't think a lot of people realized that El Marco Jackson was being recruited, but uh, he definitely was. For a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Maryland and Michigan are the top two, according to uh, 24-7. So four-star guard out in for Syracuse, so they kind of have to look elsewhere. Yeah, just, you know, as, as you were just saying there a little bit, this was not a guy that, you know, was too high up on my radar in terms of, you know, where Syracuse's efforts were uh, recruiting-wise. And I think we mentioned this when we talked about, you know, our sort of basketball recruiting roundup from Friday uh, and the efforts sort of being – you know, honed in on, on JP and on Reed at this point, you know, and for, in my mind, I'm going to say as they should be, I think those are two realistic guys that could come here. Uh, and, you know, you might say that JP is likely to come here uh, based on the conversations and, you know, it, it seems optimistic based on the way he talked about Syracuse. So when you see that, and I, I don't think you focus up as much on maybe some of these other guys, or maybe you just sort of see, you know, the, the writing on the wall with, with a guy like him, uh, with a guy like Marco Jackson. Uh, but when you do look at the situation and, you know, him being a point guard and a quality point guard in this 2023 class, uh, it is something that would have been nice to have Syracuse in the conversation. Cause as we've discussed, you know, you've got Judah who could be a one and done based on, you know, things that people are talking about, you know, I'm saying it's it's a toss up at this point. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't, uh, but he definitely has the potential. And there are people talking about him uh, through the lens that he is, you know, going to be on NBA watch list this year and going to be there. So you've got Judah, you've got Joe, who in theory is done this year. You've got Symir, who in theory is going to be done in terms of your guards, right? This would be a big addition to have another high quality four star, uh, four star guard coming in. Uh, to possibly replace what looks like pretty much guaranteed two and possibly three of your three guards. Uh, so this would have been a big uh, a big name to at least, you know, narrow down a little bit for the time being. But at the same time, it didn't seem like that's where Syracuse's efforts were. So maybe that is something that they realized and, and weren't really going to focus on knowing that uh, this wasn't, you know, too likely to work out. Agreed. Totally agreed. Um, but, you know, like you said, you still got a guy who's going to be on NBA law watch lists and uh, judiments. So it's not the end of the world. No. All right. Well, that's all we got today. Uh, go get more on the ACC by making Lockdown ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Lockdown take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make Lockdown ACC your second listen. That's Lockdown ACC. Uh, Owen and I back tomorrow. To give you more, we will have an interview with Stephen Bailey tomorrow. Oh, yes, right? We'll record tomorrow. Yes, we record tomorrow. So that's for Wednesday. When this comes out, we'll be recording today, and it will come out tomorrow. So if you're listening to this the day it's released, it will be out tomorrow. Yes, it's tomorrow. So woohoo! We will see you then.